0: Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by ElementiumLighter.com.com Elementium Lighter is the number one. Someone told me it was a bootleg and I was like, no, 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 no. Whatever you found was the bootleg. Because Elementium Lighter is the number one rechargeable USB electronic lighter in the world.
1: Not the number two.
0: Not Over. number two. Not number three. Number one, son. So go to elementiumlighter.com today and use the code NHP to save yourself some money. They got the watch lighter. They got the taser lighter. They got the other lighter. They got coils. They got boils. They got aluminum foils. They got everything that you need for your weed. That's another slogan that's old that I'm bringing back, Jack. So get your stacks and bring them to elementiumlighter.com.com. And get your shit lit. What? Mm-hmm. Do you want to win yourself an Elementium lighter? Yep. Then you should enter the Natural Habitat Podcast. So you think the X Factor's Got Talent talent show? Call us now. You win a bunch of shit. 1900 Natural Habitat Podcast. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. So Try go go to our website and find out how to enter the talent show naturalhabitatpodcast.com it's on there somewhere
1: yep
0: mm-hmm. so today we have uh, we have a special guest we got yep. chris rod in the house yep via skype Yep. in, in the skype house yep yep and uh, we're going to talk to him so let's get into that but first but first let's get into this The Natural Habitat Podcast The Natural Habitat Podcast The Natural Habitat Podcast I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. No. Trying to fucking what, what are you trying to do? Some sort of dabbing mustache mouth and trying to make <laughs> trying to make me laugh and lose yep. my composure. Yep. Not gonna happen. Well, uh, almost happened. Welcome to the very serious natural habitat podcast. My name is Mikey Booya.
1: My name is Electronic Musics.
0: Now, um, before we did this podcast, I was I was doing some research on uh, on our guest today, Chris Rod, and I uh, I got brought to your page, Joey, what? your Blackstone page, because you what? and you and him did a song together recently. Yeah. So I go to this page, I check it out, and um, it says on this page that you identify as male. Is that true? No. See, because I heard that you were a non binary and that you. I'm a robot. And okay, well, you're a very, you're binary then. So you're. Dude, I just saw a fucking ghost in your house. I swear to God. I wish I was recording on Skype because I just saw like some orb come from like above your head or it came from the top of the screen and then flew behind your head, like into the corner of the room above the door. And it was some like. It wasn't a bug and it moved like hella slow and it had like a trail behind it it was creepy enough that i stopped the podcast in its tracks and i'm talking about it now live that shit happened man you gotta are you alone <laughs> is there nobody there yeah is judy there <laughs> no no shit there was just earthquake you might get ghosted man get ghost you're gonna flex on the ghost yeah. I don't know if that works, man. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> you going to kick it? You going to kick a ghost in the chest? What's up? Okay, look. Up? Seriously. Seriously though. If there was some sort of ghost or apparition in your house and you saw it like like real horror movie style. Like nothing like a shadow like you see and then you look and then it's not there. Like a real horror movie where something comes out of the darkness and it's like all dripping with like like its flesh is all ripped off and it has some like skeleton face and it starts running towards you what would you do
1: i'm gonna hit it with something you're gonna hit it with something that's what i
0: was thinking i was thinking that because it's like if that shit really happened you got to imagine that it's some sort of scooby-doo situation well,
1: yeah, it, I mean, like, there's no way it could ever happen. That you but, could
0: that you could rip the mask off and it's going to be old man Jenkins.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. if it is, it's going to be some creep. That's what I'm like, saying.
0: That's what you know, I meant by Scooby-Doo. Some,
1: some motherfucking uh, Richard Ramirez type character. Yeah. Late night stalker motherfucker trying to climb in my window or something. Trying to you know? pretend. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if it was a ghost per se, you know, if that shit was real... How could that? How could it do anything to you? It can't. You know what I mean? Like it's not physical, so there's nothing. There's nothing you could do, anyways.
0: Yeah, because I I I was reading on this uh, on this haunted California thing the other day. About there's some uh, some trail in Longpok somewhere that if you walk down it at night, there's some witch lady in a dress that her face is all ripped off and she chases people down the trail. So. That's what I was thinking about, just like standing there and seeing what happened. How weird would it be if she like ran through you?
1: I know, right? I just went on this. uh, Would you go crazy? Yesterday?
0: No. No? It'd just be a nut. Nah, no big thing. I've seen crackheads before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It's willpower. You you know what I mean? Like some people wills, let them see shit. Some people wills, let them not see shit. And some people's (laughs) brains are weak yeah i mean i'm like sh- i'm so skeptical i w- I could see it in the, my reflection and probably wouldn't even see it
0: dude i seen it again i just saw that haunted shit <laughs> yeah,
2: right, yeah, right.
0: dude i swear to god it, and it like disappeared into the fucking ceiling it's got to be it's got to be like a bug or something i don't know i just start recording the screen now yeah <clears throat> and then i'll i'll show you i'll I'm show you fucking- the apparition <laughs> this turned into an episode of Ghost Hunters for some reason. I know, hey, but you know what?
1: <laughs> there, supposedly, if there was gonna be places that were haunted, I'm sure out here, there would be. In yeah. the building, the building I live in is fucking a hundred years old. Yeah. So I mean, like, at some point, somebody's died in this motherfucker. It's like a, it's like an improbability <laughs> for to that, say otherwise. You know.
0: I th- I think that there's more of a chance of parallel universes crossing then ghosts being dead and then or also like I think that there's like a certain energy in a place like if people like if there's like, like an insane asylum or like a tuberculosis hospital where a bunch of people died and if you go there you're like always gonna have a creepy feeling because it was like a dreadful place and there's bad energy in the walls and shit you know what I mean but I don't I think that to believe in ghosts, you have to believe in like some sort of spirit life afterworld, which I don't really believe in.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think like you, you're gonna bring I think whatever, that, whatever energy with you into whatever situation. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you go into somewhere with fucking a bad vibe, it's your fucking you're bringing it there. You know what I mean? I, I mean like it is what it is. Everything is what you make it. You know. Yeah. if you go if you go somewhere, you like to see Supposedly, is fucking haunted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you're fucking um, typically the type of personality that is and you're there easily looking. like scared or like gullible or whatever. You're gonna be fucking bringing that negative vibe with you into that situation. Any little fucking sound or noise or what you know, any fucking any anything, any type of change. Would scare you into thinking otherwise you know
0: yeah and uh you know i to go back on the on the afterlife thing i think that when we die we all just turn into turtles sea turtles. turtles no sea turtles not ninja turtles that'd be dope i think well, that I when sense. i think that when we die as turtles we turn into ninja turtles but when we die as humans we all turn into turtles and we go and live in the ocean and you know how like they say that like you know 75 percent of the ocean hasn't even been explored and that's where all the turtles are. And it's all the people that have turned into turtles. And that's why turned and turtles are so close to each other. Oh yeah? Yeah. I'm fucking high. Do you want to so- smoke some weed?
1: <laughs> we're gonna come back as turtles and eat plastic, huh? Yeah. That's what we're gonna do.
0: That's what's gonna happen.
1: That's what we get. Mm-hmm. That would be a great reincarnation for humans, you know? If reincarnation was real. All of us assholes should come back as like sea turtles or like some type of shit that's gonna go eat fucking stomach fulls of plastic that we polluted the ocean with and then we fucking beach ourselves.
0: Yep. <laughs> Just beach ourselves all fucking filled with plastic become, and
1: bleeding. Become become bird food and then the birds eat us and then fill themselves full of plastic.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> and then if we wouldn't if we wouldn't have had all the plastic waste, then we could have enjoyed our life as turtles.
1: And the birds didn't have to die either
0: yeah and the birds why don't you look everybody when you get a six pack of soda <laughs> cut your six pack in half or like not that don't cut your six pack in half cut your six pack uh rings so that it's not even
1: that you know like so the when birds people, don't
0: get stuck in them
1: when people uh, recycle plastic they grind it down into like shavings
0: uh yeah i know that fucking chris rod is probably listening to this episode right now and he's like what the fuck did i sign up for because we recorded his interview and i know did we're off the tangent and he's just like man these guys these i don't guys know, are crazy i don't know if i should have done know. this
1: i know i know i'm i'm fully regretting it <laughs> halfway like 10 minutes ago he was like oh man
0: yep he started fast forwarding it so I
1: know. all right well let's do this smoke session and get into yep. this
0: interview i'm ready uh everybody out there feel free to smoke with us flick your bics snap your pics and hashtag them NHP smoke sesh. What song you got? Uh, I have one of my favorite instrumentals ever. Oh, start, yeah, start heating up your nails so we don't get sued. Right. I won't be able to play too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> like a rocket ship. Like a rocket, rocket ship. Rocket ship. Rocket ship. man that beat's so dope i love it it's got joey dancing all over the fucking house and shit, dancing with the ghost like an <laughs> egyptian
1: it, <laughs> was the, it? it was the future ghost of uh steve martin
0: is that what it was <laughs> yeah i remember it now You're i'm getting it ta- <laughs> Mm-hmm. You ever seen that? I'd have. I remember that from Saturday Night Live, the old school ones.
1: No, bro. His fucking stand-up tours, man. He did that shit way before Saturday Night Live. Fuck Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fuck Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> Fuck Lauren Michaels. He'll never yeah, be on me. our show. <coughs> I pronounce Maybe. his name right and everything. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm um so let's get into this uh let's get into this interview with chris rod all right and uh introduce the people to him let's see if he's let's see if he's still on skype even though i already lied and told people how it works all right we have chris rod on the line can you hear me
2: yes i can
0: <laughs> thank you for Yo. joining me my friend
2: yeah thank you guys for having me man so really appreciate it
0: so we've we have never met until today correct correct <laughs> is, is this your card
2: uh, yes. Shit. Again,
0: <laughs> one more time. I fucking got it again. The greatest magician in the world.
1: All right, Yep. That's how you do it. Mikey, the magician
0: today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so for people that aren't familiar with you, why don't you uh, why don't you explain what it is that you
2: do? I'm a electron electronic dance music producer, you can say. But um, I'm a DJ as well. You can say you can just leave it there. That's just the title right there. <laughs> DJ
1: and producer. That's good enough, TJ man. And producer right in, there. Uh, that's the two yeah. most important things right now. Yes, right there.
0: <laughs> so um people might have heard you recently. You did a collaboration with uh our co host here, Blackstone. It was called With Me. <laughs> and um
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> that was uh that was really dope work from the both of you guys. Now that I have you both here, I'd like to give you props. It's a dope mm-hmm. track especially for someone like me we were talking about it before we started recording i'm new into the edm world just in the past year or so i've been dipping my toes in and changing my perspective on the whole thing and you know uh you you actually you were talking about it before that uh you've always had this thing of mixing hip-hop and edm
2: yeah it's correct yeah i mean before they, they you know the whole trap scene blew up or whatever I was just I wasn't it wasn't too much for me. Like I didn't really concentrate on it too much. It was just, you know, to mess around and whatnot. But I mean the, the idea was always there, you know, I just never really put you can say time and effort to it.
1: Yeah, it seems like a natural connection. You know, it seems like it was kinda meant to be, you know. All these all these yeah. trap producers are just making beats and rappers need beats.
0: You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So when when did you start producing music?
2: Uh I would say I'm going to five years now in December. So, maybe what in 2000 and you can say 12 or 11, you can say. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you? somewhere around there. Yeah.
0: And you're a young cat. You're only like 20, right? 23.
2: Yeah. 23? 23. Still, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty young. Still young, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you've actually you made a lot of progression in this short time. You just recently won uh the panda funk contest like a remix yeah, contest, the, right
2: yeah the soup function yeah yeah i just recently won that yeah. It's it was a, it was a cool little remix me and my boys did uh, me and my boys onward two guys from tijuana uh-huh
0: nice
2: you know that that's d- dope they yeah they sent me the idea and then you know i i jumped <laughs> on it and they finished the whole track i mean they had already sent me something down but I just i was just basically, you know, the finisher you can say.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think that's really cool dude that um that's like one of the coolest things for me in the scene is that the fact that it's so international and like there's really no boundaries, you know, you could be working with somebody from on the other side of the planet in, in, in any day of the week, you know, just because you got the power of the internet. Right? So yep. I think it's pretty pretty legit. I mean, like T1 is not that far away, but it's still just a small example, you know what I mean, yeah. of, of like the connectivity that the scene brings, you know, that's still that's one border away. You know mm-hmm. what yeah. I mean? And um, it's still like a, this, the scene still translates across, you know, um, yeah. I, I worked with the, this kid J. Rick from mm-hmm. uh, down there oh, yeah. and he fucking he's like telling me all about the scene down there and like, you know, how it, it's hard to. To exist out there um, trying to do what we're doing and um, I can imagine you know because of like this like the regional music and like this the they the scene is not nearly like it is out here you know so yeah. and then and then in other places too like um, like overseas in smaller countries like I work with a guy from Serbia and he's like he's fucking uber talented and there's like no reason to be from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy, bro. It's, it's like it's insane. So, you know what I'm saying?
0: I actually uh I read that you were born in Guadalajara, Mexico. Is that true?
2: Yes, I was born in Mexico. I was, and raised where, here but born over there.
0: How old were you yeah. when you moved to LA?
2: Uh I was about five, six, six years old, yeah. And then, do, you around, ever, yeah.
0: do you ever go back and visit and put some music? Uh
2: If I go, bro, I ain't (laughs) coming back. So I mean, well, I'm patiently waiting, you know, to get my my residency or whatever it is that you do that you get. Yeah.
1: Well, well, what was it that was like the jump off into music? You know what I mean? Like, what did you like play an instrument before or like? uh, What was it that like really started it?
2: Yeah, were you a fan? I mean, uh, music. Uh, music uh, runs in the family, you know. My dad's a mariachi. Nice. Uh, everything, I every, mean, every, I mean, from the uh, my dad's side of the family, everybody's doing like something with music, you know. They're either playing the guitar or singing or playing the violin or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know. So I mean, music has been around with me since since small, you know. You can say, but uh, uh, I started making music, but like actually, you know, looking into it when I was like in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe like in junior year, um I, I know everybody used GarageBand back there, you know, just little loops or whatnot. Yeah. I used to be in my homeroom class and then, you know, I would just grab the computer and make some little beats or whatever. But then uh maybe yeah, you can say almost to the end of my senior year is when I, you know, I bought my computer. I bought a laptop and then I downloaded um I fall studio or whatever. Yeah. And then I went from there, bro. <laughs> That's
1: what's up. So it, it takes was like uh it takes takes a lot to like takes a lot of drive to learn something new like that especially <laughs> especially a program any any type of dogs like super hard to fucking take the time and, and effort to learn this shit you know it, 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 it actually for, yeah it, it's a long process
2: it does bro i mean now that i you know i'm not, i mean i'm not nowhere no, i'm nowhere near to where i want to be right now but now that i look at where i'm at and i look at where i was before mm-hmm. it's just you know it's just motivation for me because you know back then i was struggling to make money one ev- <laughs> one, ev- one simple little loop you know now it's like i make it like in less than what minute or so mm-hmm. yeah. so i you mean know, it's just you can say practice bro. but yeah yeah that's yeah. one of, motivation that's, right there
0: that's one of the dopest things that i that i read from you before we did this i was like looking up uh like your profiles and stuff and i noticed that you're uh you're all about the music you're all about creating music and being in that moment and not really about the fame or winning things or getting money it's about making the music and you know i think that really shows like it shows when you listen to it you can tell someone's intentions because you're actually speaking with yourself like through the music and they uh they they did some study recently where they tied a nirvana song to Kurt Cobain's DNA and like, Mm -hmm. prove that only Kurt Cobain could have written that song and played that guitar and he left some of himself in it. So, you know, when you really love your music, shit like that happens. And coming from a musical family, I think that music, is just as contagious as alcoholism you know what i mean from, from <laughs> yeah it's, for sure when,
1: yeah you're right yeah you're
2: right.
0: when it's always in the household i mean i grew up in a musical house too so i remember every weekend you know everyone would be in the garage there'd be barbecues people would be listening to music playing music have guitars hooked up so yeah. you know that uh that's dope that you had that that push and that upbringing and then you kind of took it to a digital age to where you were? Pro- <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing you were probably the first one in your family to transfer from an instrument to a digital
2: kind yeah, of. Production. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm the first one. So <laughs> you can, I'm making history here, bro. I kid <laughs> you, you not. Me and my brother are the only ones. what me and my like two other cousins that live here. Uh huh. Are, are literally the only ones that are not a mariachi. Everybody, my cousins. Everybody, kitchen out, bro. Everybody in my at Mexico, so, so they're do you, doing something that has to do with mariachi. So do That's you? good though. Do you get
0: heat? Yeah. Do you get heat from your family for not for for changing to the new way? Ah, uh,
2: um, to be honest, bro. I mean, uh, at the beginning, I was. You know, my dad was pushing me a little bit more to, to do what he was doing. Yeah. But I, I I mean I I didn't find it entertaining. You know, I just did it for him so he can shut up. You can say. Yeah. You <laughs> know, but. I never really liked it, bro. I just did it for him. Went on, and then I did the switch. And then he saw, you know, he sees when I'm here in the studio. And he sees that I'm, you know, I put time and effort to what I'm doing. And, and he sees me well concentrated. So he knows I like this shit. So
0: Yeah. Mm. That's dope. So the, he, the musician in him was like, all right, you little bastard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried to blend the two? Uh, I actually done it once for him because he asked me to remix one of like the Murachi tracks. Yeah. You know, just to make it a little bit more hip hop-ish. Yeah. And it came out pretty dope, but this is like, woo, back then, though. And this one, maybe about two years, I mean, like two years after I was learning the F.O. studio. Yeah. So what about I, now? I, what if you did it now? Just, I've never tried it, and I might have to, because that, be <laughs> that shit could be fired,
1: man. That shit could be fired, you know what I'm saying? I mean, for one, it's got so much involved. It's got like heritage and like pride and it like means something because like it represents a culture and shit you know what i mean and then yeah. to make it fucking trap to where you could get other cultures to like it at the same time it's like it's like something special you know it's, yeah it's different you
2: gonna try that for sure see how that comes out now <laughs>
1: yeah let me know i want <clears throat> to i want to hear it <laughs> so
0: uh so what are what are some of your personal influences that you listen to
2: at the moment okay i'm not really much of a mainstream artist you know i don't really like mainstream artists you can say yeah. um, i like all that underground every any, any like any underground producer right now that's barely coming up that's what i'm always looking for you know so i mean uh that's dope right right now uh um uh, i have my dudes uh they're called overload they're from like texas you know those two guys are uh, oh my god they're, they're putting in work well right? i think they're like maybe 19 20 years old right now yes so, you know, those two guys are, are really keeping it. It's crazy, it's really man. For me.
1: A lot of young kids, a lot of young kids are really, like, t- changing the game right now. So yeah. Slushy's only 19, too, you know? Just
2: imagine, That's
1: yeah, nice. he just... It's <laughs> fucking nuts, bro. He's Skrillex. He's basically Skrillex. A uh, little
2: Skrillex, a baby Skrillex. He's fucking...
1: <laughs> no, he's he's fucking... He's the rebirth of Skrillex.
2: Little baby Skrillex.
1: Skrillex. He's fucking baby Jesus Skrillex.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's, that's one dude overload. I mean, I have plenty, bro. I can name you so much, but um.
1: See, that's I, stuff, dude. That's that's cool that you keep your like keep your ear to the streets and like try to like find the new talent and stuff. Because I find myself in the same boat, you know. Like I, I really, I usually push past the the songs with the big numbers when I see them in my stream because that's cool. Everybody likes it. They don't need my support, you know. what I mean. <laughs> I look at like I'm looking for the guy who doesn't got a lot of plays, that fucking that doesn't have a lot of nothing, but has a lot of crazy talent and his right. his shit is fire. And then maybe if I repost his track, he'll get a lot of plays out of it or something, you know. And i will be able to like help get him heard because he needs it, you know. So yeah, that.
2: exactly that. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I don't really do much reposting when I'm doing that, you know. I rather just contact the artist and be like, you know what, dude like what you're doing. I mean, if you have time, let's do a collab. You know, that's my way of reposting because, I mean, you'll get more people's attention by having them collab with you than having to repost. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's how I usually just do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Collabs are super important. I mean, for everybody to grow and for people to, like, be able to be heard and for for the scene just to be thriving in in general, you know, collabs really, like, bring all the excitement. And all all like the wonder to the scenario, you know, it's like people always wonder, people hear one style and then hear another style and they just automatically think, wow, what if they collab, you know, I wonder what that would be like. And then then just the talk of it happening sometimes makes it happen, you know, so it's like Mm -hmm. it's crazy how the scene works. The scene is very uh, alive and responsive to like things that happen or like people that come into it or like whatever, you know, it's pretty neat.
2: Yeah, it's true. True, true that. <laughs> yep. So, uh,
0: so after this contest that you won, what are, uh, what's, what's next for you? What do you have in your sights? What are you working on? Uh, are there any big uh, projects on the horizon?
2: Well, I, um, I have this track I did for the EDC uh, Discovery project. So, uh, I sent it to Pandaphone, So that might be signed with them. Still waiting on the, on the approval. So nice. hopefully, you know, they, they get that done and we can release it with them. Uh, I also have another collab with my boy, my boys actually, um, El Caso. They're two, I mean, two really good producers, bro. They're barely at 4K and they're making bangers.
1: Nice. Uh,
2: I have another, I have this remix uh, for Marshmallow that I'm doing. It's not an official remix, it's for a competition. So, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe, you know. Nice. Get another good luck, so. Yeah, I
1: mean, marshmallow is the shit. That was super popular, and um, doing a remix will definitely like at least get you to some new ears and shit.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, see, we'll just see how that works out, bro. I mean, I'm putting too much time on this remix because I know it's it's this will literally just blow me up, you know.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. It's it's just,
2: just yeah, it'll just get my name out there. You can say not blow me up, but you know my name will be out there.
1: So yeah, yeah it's, an, no, uh, it's a push. He's he's really smart, man, and he helps out a lot of people, and um, I think their whole little team, all of them are good, him and Slushy and Jaws and OK, and like everybody, you know, like everybody's fucking, yeah. everybody's really, really um, focused and like driven, and that shit um, rubs off on everybody else in the scene, everybody wants to work like them, everybody wants to work hard and like wants to be seen like them, so, yeah. Um, it's definitely a uh a good positive like influence too because their music is always positive, you know, it's always like
0: it's always like really really positive vibes for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so uh so
0: where can people where can people find you at? Online?
2: Uh SoundCloud is www.soundcloud.com W slash Chris Rod. Uh Twitter at the Chris Rod, it's T H E K R I S R O D, and it, it goes uh, the same for Instagram and uh, and Snapchat because hmm, you guys want to follow me on Snapchat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that laugh yeah, that- in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and Snapchat, huh. if you guys yeah, that. Snapchat.
2: I mean, if you guys, I mean, you guys keep uh, keep up with my previews. That's that's where you'll find them most of the time. <laughs>
1: Let's yeah, it's probably like the quickest, huh? The easiest way
2: to do
1: it. Yes. Yeah, that's your the best ten seconds of your life, right there. <laughs> 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 on the updates on Chris Rod's Snapchat. Yep. all yeah. right, you heard it here first. <laughs> Dope.
0: Shit. Well, uh, well, like I said, man, I think that your music speaks for itself, and as long as you keep making it with this intention and with this love, that you know you're gonna you're gonna blow up, and you deserve all the recognition that you get, man. I I believe you do
2: thank you man thank you really appreciate
0: that yeah so uh so thank you for joining us and um it was it was really dope to meet you i'm glad that i got your card right and (laughs) and uh everybody go check out chris's music do it
2: all right man well thank you very much and i really appreciate it bro thank you guys for having me here yeah man and hopefully hopefully maybe from uh two two to three years from now you know you guys call me back up man.
0: Yeah, we'll have we'll you back any time, man.
2: We're we'll doing another interview here. Yeah, Let's
0: yeah, see how man. we're doing. Updates. All right, all right man. Thanks, <laughs> homie. No phone. All right, peace. And there it is. And there it is. And boom goes the dynamite. So that was dope, man. I think that uh, I think that he's he's a dope dude, and uh, he definitely is in it for all the right reasons.
1: Yeah, I think it's crazy that. You know, it's a it's a pretty dramatic turn from where where he's from, you know what I mean? Like his heritage and shit, family being in mariachi and then him going into trap, you know, like it's fucking it's a crazy uh different turn. But I think it's it's dope, you know what I mean? I think it's like it's really it's really smart to be doing what you love to do. You know what I mean? And and when you do what you love to do it's not really work. You know what I mean? And that he's been doing it for a long time and, and crafting his sound and he has his own original sound. You know, I listen to a lot of his stuff and, and he's got his own sound for sure. So I think that as long as he just continues to build on, um, on his sound that he's got and what he's doing, he's going to fucking go a long ways. You know, he's really smart and, um, he's in it for the right reasons and fucking, I, I think that, um, he's
0: going to be just fine. Yep. Yep. And, uh, he actually hooked us up with an exclusive track. What? Yep, it's an exclusive. That is uh, a song that he made for EDC Discovery Project. That he is uh, that he's shopping out right now to Panda Funk, but he gave us the exclusive tip on it, and I think that we, uh, I think that in respect for him and for Panda Funk. We should only play half of it. Oh, all right. What do you think about that? Whatever. Because the deal hasn't gone through yet. So what if they find out that he released it with us,
1: and <coughs> then we didn't the, release they, it?
0: Yeah, I know. But we we have an exclusive release, and then they're like, you know what? No.
1: They never heard of us.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's just because no you're right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay cool well here it is